0: Bitcoin rally might have happened a little too quickly, according to some crypto analysts. The Winklevi have gone on a stablecoin patent tear, and Vitalik Buterin airs his opinions on Bitcoin cash. Some Coinbase users are having issues withdrawing more than $10 in Bitcoin each day. A Swiss ski resort is now accepting Bitcoin for taxes, and some say having Andrew Yang as president in the Oval Office is the only way the U.S. is going to move forward with Bitcoin adoption. Hmm. Some of these stories are real, some of them are surreal, but they are all news as we fire up the engines for episode number 366 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. And it's another episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast coming to you on average three times each week. This is our bad news episode, which, of course, doesn't mean the news is bad. We're just being on brand here, gang. I'm Joel Kahn. I'm Travis Wright.
1: And this is episode
0: 366.
1: So, like, if we put out one every day for a year, this would be the beginning of year two. But
0: we don't don't do that 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 often. Well, except for this year, it would be right on because it's a leap year. (laughs)
1: that's true that is true mr joe we're excited to be here we got some great news for you oh but before we get into that let's hit one of our sponsors up here real quick because we're we're gonna hit them
0: they like that we like that (laughs) sponsors they paid us then we're like oh you came here for a beating
1: that's right. You know, you've got, to, you've got to listen to me here. All right, this one here, this one here is for CryptoTaxAudit.com. It's an annual subscription service that provides audit defense for taxpayers, and it's especially designed for the needs of crypto owners. So if you have received an IRS letter about how you reported your previous crypto transactions, uh, you need crypto tax law experts fast. Your subscription is like an insurance policy protecting you the huge expense of defending yourself. It's very interesting. You're going to want to check it out. It's CryptoTaxAudit.com, and they are the only tax defense service designed for crypto owners, by crypto owners, for crypto owners. (laughs) Visit CryptoTaxAudit.com to start defending yourself
0: the right way. And we're going to have the founder of that company in an interview for a future episode taxes are coming need to pay attention also want to give a shout out to our other sponsor for this episode so me s-o-m-e-e so me dot social it's a blockchain-based social media platform that i use i post there almost every day and i'm earning o-n-g cryptocurrency by posting the same type of content that i would put on facebook or instagram or twitter only i'm earning these tokens every day they're privacy focused they're censorship resistant there's content rewards there's curation rewards there's ad revenue sharing you could promote your posts with the tokens in the native platform so me s-o-m-e-e dot social check it out do it today find me on there at joel come
1: do it find mr joel com say hello to hims
0: find you find me on so me and now let's go to the news timestamp 2 p.m mountain standard time on february the 5th in the year 2020 and taking a look at coin gecko the crypto market cap is 270 Billion dollars Bitcoin 96.42 Ethereum breaking through the 200 mark to 203 XRP 27 and a half cents. Bitcoin cash on a run to 430. Bitcoin SV 295. Litecoin 72. EOS 450. Tether point nine nine eight. Slipping there in that uh 10, decimal point and binance coin 1918 cardano rounding out the top 10 at 5.9 cents
1: yeah there's been some pretty interesting growth if you look at the last seven days like bitcoin did a little
0: up and then it did a little down
1: and then it did a little up again so like over the past seven days it's up 7.5 percent but over the last 24 hours it's up five percent So it had a little boop a boop a boop and uh, that's great. Uh, Ethereum is up almost 16%. XRP about 16% as well. Bitcoin Cash up 14% over the week. Litecoin over 19%. EOS up 10%. And uh, Cardano up 12%. But the big, big movers this week was actually number 35 overall, ICON, ICX. Those bad boys went up 133% this past Yikes. week which is nice. Uh and actually Hedera Hashcraft uh that actually went up 103%. So that's a pretty big mover. BitShares
0: is up 57%. What's up, BitShares? And Privacy Coin, uh, Zcoin, is up 54%. And and one of the ones I like, the Engine Coin, Travis, is up Mm -hmm. 51%. In fact, I made a Joelcom business card using their token minting system they have there on Engine. I made 100 of them, and I sent you one. Did you get it?
1: Uh, I believe I did.
0: Yeah, thank sure. you, Mr. Jochem. And know, here's what's. Well, let me tell you what's fun about that, Travis, is when you mint on Engine, there they have a certain. What do they call them? Collapsible non fungible tokens, and that means that you can melt down that token for the value of Engine Coin that it's backed by. And so, my business cards are backed by 5 ENJ. So right now ENGINE is at 0.133 cents, which means that that business card is actually worth 66 cents, Travis. Mm.
1: Now do you send it to a, like a regular Ethereum wallet or do mm-hmm. you get it to a Okay,
0: okay. Yeah, so they, they created a protocol called the ERC1155 protocol, so any Ethereum wallet will store them just the same and you should be able to see it in um your you know the MetaMask address that I use for you. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Perfect.
1: Yeah, so I'm looking here. Uh, do good. So the engine, I got an engine token. And there it is, Joel Combs business card right there. And uh, that's what's really cool, man. I tell you what, we're having fun with those NFTs. We got some cool NFT stuff that we're working on right now for future events, uh,
0: future events and future guests. So we're having fun with that. Well, here was the news from today. Bitcoin did hit ninety seven hundred, which I think uh, you know. I saw Matty Greenspan say that ninety six hundred was the key resistance he was looking for, and that ten thousand is the next stop. But we have hit a new high for twenty twenty here, just a little bit over a month in.
1: Yeah, that is uh, that is exciting. And you know what, what's interesting is that we were looking at the news yesterday, and we were thinking, wow. Well, Looks like Bitcoin's going down. It went down to ninety two hundred, and here it is today, popping up back up to ninety seven hundred. So that's one thing about Bitcoin is you never really know. It's like sometimes it's going up, sometimes it looks like up. Oh, the downtrend is here now, and there we go. Look, you can see on the charts it's a downtrend starting now. Nope, here it is going back up. So maybe if you bust through that ninety, uh, that ninety seven sixty, as you said, pop on up past ten thousand. Maybe it'll stay up above ten thousand for a while.
0: Well, Coin Telegraph contributor Michael Vendepop. Sorry if I don't have your name there properly. You've got some umlauts over your e, so I'm not sure I, I pronounced it right. But uh, I'm just not umlaut ready. Say, he says that investor FOMO, once it hits ten thousand dollars, could easily drive the price to eleven five before there's a short-term, you know, correction and a pullback. Also, the surge today, according to this piece, for those of you that watch the indicators. Uh, the 9,500 passing coincided with the 50-day moving average, converging with the 100-day moving average, which typically is a strong bullish signal that investors refer to as a golden cross. Oh,
1: ah. Yeah, very good. Michael van der Popa. What a name. Thank you. Yeah. That's great. It's a mouthful. Yes. Great stuff. Love that. It's fun to see the crypto going up. People get a little happier when the crypto's going up, it seems. Crypto goes down for too long. People get a little, ah, and then, uh, come on, let's go on up, cryptos.
0: Good. One more piece here from Bloomberg Professional Services, the title of this article written by Bloomberg Intelligence Analyst Mike McGlone said, Bitcoin is set to continue what it's been doing just more slowly. See, this is, I, and I haven't read through this whole piece. You guys can check it out in the show notes, along with all the links for these articles. Again, at badco.in 4 slash 366. I kind of feel like the huge pops are less likely to happen because a lot more people saw that happen in 2017. They might be a little gun shy.
1: Mm. Well, I mean, you know, because if you look at that whole thing, we've talked about it. I don't know how many times, but from, you know, November back to near the end of February. I mean, that thing went from like 2 grand to 5 grand to 10 grand to 20 grand to 10 grand back down to like under 10 grand. Like it was crazy how this whole thing I think maybe near 8 8 or 7 grand. It just it went the the market cap went so crazy. It was like the, this hugest blip. Like just mounds of cash went in and mountains of cash came out. And and like, wow, it was that was like the craziest two to three month swing I've ever seen.
0: You know, you do. We talk about we like to see crypto going up. But honestly, if you look at the the charts that go out over maximum for Bitcoin, it's really been going up ever since we hit the bottom uh, pretty much a year ago. Right. Is when we bottomed out around thirty two, thirty three hundred. And then we went up through the spring. You know, it hit about thirteen thousand then came back down to looks like about eight thousand. A little deeper down to seven thousand, and here we are approaching ten. um Boy, this looks familiar, Travis. It does. I
1: mean, just taking a look at it here—it is over time what it's done over time, and then you just even looking at it, you know, over the max of time from back from you know July two thousand thirteen. It's just a nice sort of well for the longest time for a few years there was just kind of like all right, hanging around here a few hundred dollars, oh maybe you get up to a thousand dollars, five hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, you know, and then. Ba boom. Like when we're looking at this right here, like what was it? On um, okay, so like September 20th, 2017, $3,600. But right before that, it was in May, it was less than $1,500. And then ba boom, up all the way up to 20. Then it goes all the way back down to 3,200 and then all the way back up to what, 12, 13. And then Back down to seven thousand or whatever sixty eight hundred or whatever it is now it is backed up to almost ten thousand again, so it's like all right, let's see what this this does because inevitably we really need to get up above to this to be a real bull run. we need to get above that thirteen thousand that we hit in June of this year because if not, then all it does is just sort of looks like another little oh dead cat bounce over time, like if you're looking at it bull all the way back it's we can't just have it like ten thousand and go down further that. That will not look good. We really need to pop up above thirteen thousand.
0: Nobody likes to watch dead cats bounce, anyway. I mean, that's not fun. It's true. This article on Bloomberg says that Bitcoin technicals suggest that the monster rally went too far, too fast. Of course, we see we saw a nice run from the eight thousands, as high as about ninety five hundred, and now we're sitting on Bitcoin at around ninety one. 90, uh, it's kind of been going sideways for the past few days here. And some people are like, mm, you know, maybe what what drove this? Was it the concerns about the coronavirus out of China? Uh, is it that the stock market is, you know, influence- by the way, I don't know if you saw this about the stock market. Did you see Tesla? Not today. No. Whole mother of bull runs tesla is up to like i don't know 800 900 dollars it like is up 130 points today it is yeah just crazy absolutely crazy talk about a bubble
1: wow up 13 almost 14 percent. 107 dollars it went up today
0: that is crazy the Tesla bubble. So what do you think about the, you know, uh, are we going to see a bigger pullback? Man, under- at one point it was
1: up over $967 at, at the high of the day. So that thing literally went up 200 points in one day and then went back down. So
0: that's craziness. Wow. What was your question? Yeah. Well, just so you know, what are your thoughts on um, – do we need to take a breather here, or is this going to be a short-term breather? Some are saying the coin can go back to eighty-five hundred dollars before its next run.
1: Mm-hmm. I would just say this, folks: you got to be—you know—it's just one of these things where you look at it and you go, "Okay, I have Bitcoin. Bitcoin price is down. Maybe you stack some more, or if you want." Sell someone at its high. I mean, we're not traders here. I mean, we have people like you know, uh, you know, uh, tra- Craig Cobb, the trader Cobb. He comes on. We have other people talking about trading. We don't necessarily trade. I think a lot of people who ha- listen to our show, they're they're holding Bitcoin until it goes and it blows. And so, you know, that's the thing is that you know what? Maybe you're going to sell it. Maybe you don't. I don't know. These up and down prices really don't worry or bother somebody if you're holding. I think a lot of times you really got to worry about those altcoins like when you got to find the right time to unload some of those because those are the ones that are most volatile everyone seems to think that bitcoin over over time is going to be the one that's going to be a safe haven that's going to be the you know 50,000 100,000 a $1 million dollars someday that's what they're saying and here it is if you can get something that's going to be a million dollars down the road and here it is at 9500 or 9200 or whatever wouldn't wouldn't you buy some now i think most people probably would
0: that is your non financial advisor speaking right
1: that's true that's just thinking it through i mean like the stack stats baby
0: Yeah, so going to Cointelegraph.com, by the way, uh, we love Cointelegraph, feature a lot of articles from them. In fact, this particular episode, I believe they're featuring on their site. So thanks to the team there, they really are the go-to site for crypto news. And this article here by Keith Waring says that the Bitcoin bull market is here, but he doesn't believe it's going to cross the 100,000 barrier in 2020.
1: It's the best picture on this This image on this. That's one thing I really like about Cointelegraph is they got some great illustrators over there that I think a lot of times they probably spend more time on the illustration than the author took to write the article sometimes, I bet, because this article, this is an amazing one. It's got all these bulls hanging out in a bullpen where the gate is a big Bitcoin bee, and they're all trying to get through it at the same time, and they all have these sad looks on their faces. So I don't think they're quite ready for that yet. So again... You know, at the time that this article was written, Bitcoin was at ninety four hundred dollars, and it has it has some bullish, you know, there's some bullish indication that's popped up. There was a bullish cross that happened, uh, I believe, on earlier on in January. There was a bullish cross that happened, and that right there was the thing that made you go, okay. And that was like the moving average. uh, I don't know if it was the twenty day or the fifty day or the two hundred, but they crossed creating a bullish cross, and then right after that, the price of cryptos, or the price of Bitcoin specifically started going up. So it's just always fun to watch. You never know. I mean, it, it did go, what was it, 80-something, 8,200, 8,500, something like that, and then it gained a grand over the course of just a couple of weeks. Not bad. So the Bitcoin mining difficulty did increase substantially recently, and we are less than 100 days away, I believe, from the halvening. And so there's a lot of these things that are happening that could potentially change the price of crypto over time. At least maybe it's something that you're going to want to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, the author of this piece is a trader, and I believe you can find his account on TradingView. And he gives the various different scenarios and rationales for, you know, what would make Bitcoin bullish at this point and what would make it bearish. So you can find the link to this and all of the articles that we reference in our show notes for this episode, badco.in forward slash 366.
1: Yeah, speaking of which, this very next article also here on Te- uh, Cointelegraph uh, by William Suberg. We're talking about Bitcoin, how it's gone from $12 to $12K to $20K, back to $12K, down to $3K, back to $13K. Now it's back at <laughs> $9,200 or whatever. But it says that the $100,000 Bitcoin having is just 100 days away, which this was, this was true on February 1st. When this goes live, February 6th, we're 95 days away. And in a tweet from the uh, crypto and actually investment rating agency, Weiss Ratings, they presented a summary of Bitcoin's price performance over the previous two block reward halvings, and halvings absolutely help the Bitcoin price. And so Bitcoin has gained over 30% in January alone, and it hit 94 50 and it's now, expectations are that it's going to go higher and higher and higher, and that May 2020 halving will produce a serious price action a lot closer to $12,000 than which is good, because if it went down to $12, there'd be a lot of sad people, and there'd be a lot of people buying.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And um, referencing a site that you found here about a week or so ago, Bitcoin Clock, dot com will it has like a you know a clock on there with the hands ticking down to the having and uh, show notes to our producer Aaron let's include this link in all bad news going forward so we can reference where it is right now the ETA for the having is ninety two days twenty two hours fifty five minutes should wow. happen on May seventh twenty
1: twenty actually that has moved since the last time last time we looked at it it was going to be May 9th so somehow the block having has happened. It's going ahead of time. You'd figure that it's mathematical. We know exactly how many blocks are going to be every 10 minutes. It seemed to me that we would know exactly which day it's going on. But it looks like there's some slippage or something's going down. But here we are. May 7th is the day that looks as if we may be seeing, the you think, 92 days away. So in that three hope, months,
0: what are we going to I see? I hope there's more slippage, Travis, that it goes to May 5th, because then it'll be my birthday, and that will be an awesome way to celebrate. Happy having day. Cinco de Jolo. See. Bueno, ah, very nice. Now, we don't like to go down the political rabbit hole too often, but this article on CCN, the headline on it is that Andrew Yang in the Oval Office is Bitcoin's only chance of reaching critical mass. This, of course, is an opinion piece by the author Will Heisman, because Yang is actually talking about cryptos where, you know, previously Trump has said, oh, it's all about the dollar. Uh, I'm not really a fan of Bitcoin. I don't hear any of the other candidates on either side really talking about it. Yang is the one that is saying that cryptocurrencies need one national framework.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, You know, I do think that, you know, we've talked about this in the past that other countries are sort of waiting to see what America does first with regulations in regard to crypto and Bitcoin before they go ahead and, you know, map out what they're going to do. And so right now we're kind of in a holding pattern because we have a, you know, president who is like, meh, crypto, meh, dollar, good, huge. (laughs) Uh, And so, you know, we need to try to figure that out. Also, I see a story over here on the sideline uh, on the side that says the Chiefs should not let Trump rob Andy Reid of a fast food buffet. They should they should go to the White House because there's gonna be lots of cheeseburgers there.
0: Well there you go. (laughs) I mean what's What's, what's wrong with that? that? There's one quote in here from Andrew Yang. He says, we need to have a uniform set of rules and regulations around cryptocurrency use nationwide, because right now we're stuck with this hodgepodge of state by state treatments, and it's bad for everybody. It's bad for innovators who want to invest in this space. Uh, you know, I just uh, personal commentary. I don't know that I agree with that completely because states are the ones that are supposed to hold the power, to make laws for the people in their states right well
1: i mean that that was originally the uh the it was states states rights and that's what was originally set up over time that's sort of gotten shifted away i mean our drug policy is not states rights i mean really i mean there's still the the fda and those guys they they handle all that stuff so there's governing organizations that cover over a lot of different things and it is where it is what it is now one thing I, i think that that I do. One thing I really like about Andrew Yang is I like his I like his motto, not left, not right, forward. She's pretty good. She's pretty good. I wish we could get together and be like friendly again because these last few years have been crazy when it comes to politics and divisiveness.
0: Let's all come together right now. Let's move forward as a nation. Next headline here, also from Coin Telegraph: Silk Road Marketplace Senior Advisor Pleads Guilty in U.S. Federal court so the guy's name is roger thomas clark he was a key figure in the development of the silk road advising on all aspects of the enterprise and even attempting to arrange a murder for hire to protect its interests Ooh, super super uh, scary stuff right there
1: well and i think this is probably why you know the the u.s um penalty system hold on The U.S. court system basically threw the book at at Ross Ulbricht because there was stuff like this going on. Even though Ulbricht himself may not have been guilty of some of this, if these things was going on and the the Silk Road marketplace, you know, admin or whatever, an operator on that was doing stuff like this, like that, that inevitably comes back up to them. Now, say, for example, you're eBay and somebody tries to sell a murder for hire. Well, obviously, they're going to shut that down on a decentralized one where there's nobody who's really in charge that stuff just flowed all right up to Ross Ross Ulbricht, and he took the brunt of that so how many life sentences is he serving in a row
0: several that's I a think, lot i think i think it's 3 it's uh, like, so like, does he got to reincarnate and they're going to arrest him again or what i i don't know i just know that the crypto community has you know really surrounded saying this is really uh too much penalty for what he did and even tim draper is calling for his release so uh we will wait and see but meanwhile other people going to prison for uh, silk road
1: mm-hmm. that is true hey mr Joe carl i want to shout out to this now you know on on the 14th of february which is valentine's day you and i are going to be in denver because you're always there but i'm going to come into denver because ETH denver is going on which is one of the great crypto conferences. I would say, especially where it comes to builders connecting with other builders and networking and building and creating new cool things, right? Well, Vitalik Buterin is supposed to be there, and, and uh, we might be able to uh, to chat with him there. But there's an interesting article here also on Cointelegraph this week from Benjamin Pyrus who says that uh, Vitalik Buterin says Bitcoin Cash is not Bitcoin.
0: Mm. he he, yeah he goes on to say i consider bch a legitimate contender for the bitcoin name so this is a a tweet that he made back in 2017 because he considered bitcoin's failure to raise block sizes to keep fees reasonable uh, Mm -hmm. to be a large change to the original plan so some people thought well that meant he was supporting bch back then but he, he's not been quite as consistent he thinks that bitcoin cash being bitcoin is unrealistic but calling it bitcoin cash by itself is totally fine you know this is really interesting travis because we've been having some offline interviews about this battle for what is bitcoin and i'm i'm all for it personally having bitcoins that you know are a store of um wealth and a bitcoin that is faster for payments. Mm -hmm. Which
1: it seems like that's what how it got set up, right? Bitcoin cash uh is very fast. It's great for payments, but it's not necessarily a store of wealth. Bitcoin has evolved into a store of wealth. Now I don't know if that was Satoshi's original vision or not. That just sort of happened because oh my God, it's worth almost 10 grand. I want to stack and I want to hold these. Oh it's going to be worth a million dollars someday. Well why wouldn't I want to hold them right? Whereas Bitcoin Cash, there's never been any conversations around Bitcoin Cash is going to hit a million dollars and Bitcoin Cash is this and that. It's like, hey, Bitcoin Cash is another cryptocurrency. Cool. It's fast. And a lot of merchants accept it. But I do think the confusion there between Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash is very pre- prevalent. And I do think that that's one of the things that, that um, you know, Vitalik Buren was saying is that they should cease the confusing the market with that inappropriate name of Bitcoin Cash, so maybe Bcash cash or or something else. So Bitcoin Cash is I think Bitcoin Cash is fine. I just think that there is definitely confusion in the market with that.
0: Well, the most recent statement from Vitalik on Twitter is in case you're wondering what side I'm on in all of this, I'm on the side of taking public goods challenges seriously and being open to adjusting ideological preconceptions while maintaining a commitment to core values of decentralization in order to meet them. That's like Word soup right there,
1: <laughs> yeah. And 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 think that his his uh native language is Russian, so he would he would have probably had to translate that or kind of he came up with some big words for that, that's for sure.
0: What is what is with the word soup in putting out there as Vitalik? Although I imagine Vitalik's voice is a lot higher for for Russian, not not like you know mobster like Russian.
1: He says this is this national <laughs> and I'm going to finish right there I don't know, I'm not gonna
0: did you just it. say like your butt itches or something I, I I did not I did not say anything like that no I said what he said except in Russian apparently some people on coinbase are having problems getting their cryptos out of coinbase, in particular Bitcoin, there is a guy on Reddit who goes by the handle unholy crab one. And apparently he had a $10 daily withdrawal limit put on him by Coinbase. He even sent a, posted a screenshot of that. And apparently, you know, people are talking about what the heck's going on here at Coinbase, and their support's been a little slow. And there's been no uh, no updates to the story since then. So, you know, it's like, what's going on over there, Coinbase? If people want to pull their Bitcoin out, you got to let them take more than $10. Let's hope that's just a buggy thing going on. There.
1: Yeah, well, let's say you can apply for higher withdrawal limits. And so I guess the very basic one without uh, KML, uh, a, uh, know your customer or any of that, AML, KY, KMC, all of that, ABCD, all that stuff. Like I think that he that he just hasn't applied for those higher withdrawals. So I remember whenever we hadn't applied for them, those withdrawals were very
0: small too. Like maybe it wasn't, yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't ten dollars. So I to apply for to increase my limit. Okay, now you can take out twenty dollars. You can
1: take out twelve fifty. All right.
0: What else we got?
1: All right, this is one that I found. Speaking of Coinbase, uh, Bitcoin usage amongst merchants is up, according to data from Coinbase and BitPay. Although Bitcoin adoption seems to move at a at a glacial pace, merchants are seeing sustained traction regardless of the market dips. And that's the uh, the, the CMO of BitPay, Bill Zelki. Uh, he said that uh, their payment processes uh, processor f- facilitated a billion dollar worth billion dollars worth of cryptocurrency transactions in two thousand nineteen, with most of it being Bit- Bitcoin. And Coinbase spokesperson said that Coinbase Commerce processed $135 million worth of crypto payments for thousands of merchants which increased a 600% increase in the number of transactions since 2018
0: for them. There's a app called the Fold app it's a shopping app i guess and the ceo will reeves said for consumers they processed more than 2000 purchases during the 2019 holiday shopping season out of which 80% of those crypto payments were lightning network transactions amazon starbucks and sephora were the most gifted brands by lightning users i think you put this article in here travis because of the um the picture that they put with it here
1: ha I didn't even notice that picture. I, I found it off of BuzzSumo when I was looking at different uh, articles. And I had nothing to do with that. It's a it's a sexy piece
0: of lingerie. It's all super uh-huh. frilly, and I
1: think that's because that's one of the number one companies to accept Bitcoin, which is pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, we'll even shout out the company Lola Luna, best known for statement pieces such as open G string bottoms (laughs) with dangling feathers to tickle sensitive areas. Wow.
1: Okay, we are we are
0: a kid friendly
1: show here today. Very good. (laughs) We better be marked explicit. I mean, probably so. so. All right. that's true. Also in the news, U.S. Marshals, they auctioned off $37 million in confiscated Bitcoin uh, already this month. It's,
0: tickling people's sensitive areas. <laughs> yeah, with open
1: G-strings. And uh, so according to the official USMS, which is the U.S. Marshals Services website, uh, they have they will auction off more than 4,000 confiscated Bitcoins, and they plan to sell approximately 4040 Point five four zero six nine eight two, uh, requiring a $200,000 deposit in order to take part in the auction. And uh, 4,000 bitcoins. That's a nice little chunk of change right there.
0: I don't understand. Why don't they just sell them on the open market? It, I mean, if people are bidding for them, then there's a chance that can't they drive the market price down?
1: No, they bid. They're going to bid less than the than the than the face value. Probably by twenty percent. That's how Tim Draper got a lot of his Bitcoin. Right, Is that one of these big auctions?
0: But but the, my whole point is, is why doesn't the government just sell them on the open market and be done? Why even have yeah. this auction? Yeah. Or well, why not just hodl it, government, and you know, ten x the value of that Bitcoin? Well, that's
1: exactly what they should do. Is hold on, like uh, there's a lot of governments around the world who are buying and mining. Bitcoin. I think our government's probably the only ones that's going to sell it at an auction for less than it's worth, right? And they're doing uh, five, looks like four different series. They're doing um, an A block, which there's going to be, well, there's going to be five blocks of that at 500 Bitcoins each. And so there's going to be a total of 2,500 Bitcoins in the series A. Series B, they're doing 100 Bitcoin per block. 10 blocks are going to be available. Then they're going to do another, the C series, which is 50 Bitcoins per block. And there's going to be ten of those blocks, and then they're going to have one block, which is the forty point five four uh, bitcoins that are there. And you have to have a de- required a deposit of two hundred thousand dollars even bid on that one. Like that seems that seems weird, but mm-hmm. anyway,
0: there you go. Well, let's get in the teleport and whoosh, we're over in Europe now and the news from Switzerland that the Swiss ski resort Zermatt is now going to allow the 5,400 residents of the town to settle bills for taxes and other government services such as work permits using crypto currency. Payments can be made via a tablet computer and they'll convert digital currency into francs and and transfer the amount that is taken into the municipality.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, I know that's really close to Zug, which is, you know, what they call Crypto Valley there in Switzerland. And so more and more areas within Switzerland are starting to accept cryptos and and understanding how blockchain works. And they're getting smarter and they're doing really cool stuff with cool technology. So Thanks a lot to the Swiss.
0: That's very cool. The Um, mayor over there, Romy Beinerhauser, said that everyone is talking about cryptocurrencies and blockchain. And if you don't try it out, you don't get smarter. She's right. Mm -hmm. That is true. If you don't try it out, you get stupider. Actually, you'll get dumber if you don't use Bitcoin.
1: Very true. All right. Also in the news in Switzerland, Swiss company gets green light to incorporate for a blockchain IPO. And so that's cool. It's, a, it's going to be the very first time any any company in Switzerland has done this. And it's the first time that they've been allowed to incorporate for an IPO of tokenized shares on a blockchain. And this is this is pretty big news, Mr. Jokom. Tell me more. And so, yeah, so they've released a press release and the firm's advisor and the Financial Services Uh, They are the Switzerland-based Over Future Essays Article Incorporation directly reference the digital nature of the shares, our tokens, and the use of blockchain as a technology to keep the shareholders registry. So this is interesting. There's going to be 8,399,000 common share, equity share security tokens on the Ethereum blockchain with smart contracts provided by the EuroDAX, which is a digital asset exchange based in Zug. And the offering is going to be uh 1.25 uh, euros which is about a dollar 38 per share so these are shares in a company as a token right so these are tokenized stock shares essentially this is ownership in that company this is not like an ico or an ieo or a security token exchange offering or whatever this is actually a stock deal where they're utilizing cryptocurrency as the stock mechanism. Showcase that on the blockchain via smart contracts. This is very big news, Mr. Jolcom.
0: Indeed, it is. And leaving Switzerland, let's head east. Let's pass by Romania. Let's pass by Kazakhstan. Let's let's go through China, turn right at China and and head into Asia all the way to Cambodia, where uh, see folks, this just proves all around the world this stuff is moving forward here. So the National Bank of Cambodia has a new digital currency and it's called Bakong, B-A-K-O-N-G. Uh, effectively, a central bank digital currency that is being launched on a trial basis, and th- they hope for this to become the national payment gateway for Cambodia. Bakong, Bakong, not related to King Kong.
1: That's true. Now, didn't didn't uh, Cambodia wasn't didn't that used to be Bangladesh? Or is that different? Different. It, it used to be uh,
0: Kampuchea.
1: Ah, Kampuchea. Ah, yes, it's right near Thailand, I believe, right near
0: Vietnam. Thailand, all that, yeah, that's good. That makes sense. Right. Makes Which, sense. by the way, a a classic live concert album was recorded there. George Harrison and a no, number of others. The concert for Campuchia for the, the you know to raise awareness for what was happening mm-hmm. there for the liberty of uh, those people and uh, the needs that were there. And then and, he
1: had that song too, Bangladesh. But he had another concert. He have two
0: concerts. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe.
1: He had the one concert for Bangladesh, and they had the other one for that. Yeah, George Harrison, I miss that guy. He was a very good activist and out there and helped cool stuff happen. Hey, you know what? We're in the same area of the world over here. While we're here, let's talk about Singapore. And they have announced new anti-money laundering rules for crypto businesses. And the Monetary Authority of Singapore, MAS, they are updating its regulatory framework for digital payments, and they announced their Payment Services Act, which brings digital payment token services, effectively covering all crypto businesses and exchange based in Singapore under current anti-munder laundering and counter-terrorist financing rules. And so crypto businesses in Singapore are required to first register and then apply for a license to operate in that jurisdiction.
0: Mm, You know, I hear this stuff and I just see the pressure building. In a good way, right? Because these are just a few of the stories that we're sharing from around the world. But I guarantee you in, you know, any civilized country, they're talking and some of the uncivilized ones as well. They're talking about, you know, how they're implementing and there are local companies at every country in in, uh, around the world on all the continents that are figuring out how are we going to implement this. And these are just a few examples that are making headlines uh, but if these are examples or in the headlines, imagine how much more is happening out there in the world.
1: Yeah, so true. Lots. I mean, even look at this. I mean, there's there, we see this every day, you know, when we're looking at the cryptos. And we see it every week whenever we do a bad news episode. There's always new things that are popping up in different countries, new blockchain applications, new use cases, new cryptos, new regulations, new laws. This stuff is moving forward at a very, very rapid pace. Now. Also here in the news, it just talks this is more evidence of that. Is uh, uh uh Crypto Tycoon Winklevi, the brothers, they are they've now attained six stable coin patents. Uh, you know, they you guys know them, they run the Gemini Crypto Exchange. They were the guys that dueled with with Zuckerberg over there at at Facebook. They claimed that they had the idea for that, and then they went into cryptos and He ended up getting a huge, they ended up getting a big settlement from Facebook, and then they went into cryptos and bought a whole bunch of Bitcoin, and now they're pretty happy about that. But they've got, they've filed several uh, patents with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Three of the patents all describe systems for changing the supply of a public blockchain-based stablecoin. The first patent describes how trusted third parties, such as exchanges or banks, can generate the asset. Uh, And so... This is interesting. They've been working with traditional finance, and they're talking about how stable coins are going to be used as part of traditional finance, and they have some other patents as well. You want to talk about those, Mr. Jokom?
0: Yeah, a couple of them are systems for creating stable coins on public blockchains. And basically what this means is the war is on, right, in uh, late January Uh, IBM had been awarded a patent for the development of a self-aware token. Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase, has patented a system that allows users to transact Bitcoin via email. So, you know, the the battle for who's going to own the rights to do certain things on blockchain um, is on. And it's going to be really interesting to see who owns it all by the time this settles. Mm hmm now here's one travis i'm super excited about uh jack did something good at jack on twitter jack dorsey did something good if you do the hashtag um at bitcoin not at bitcoin hashtag bitcoin on twitter it'll automatically add a bitcoin emoji after the hashtag and dorsey says that unicode Should do the same thing so that whenever you put in because they kind of did this like if you did during the Super Bowl, hashtag Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. right after it, the little Super Bowl, you know, 54 was it would would show up right there in a little icon.
1: Yep. I've tested this out. If you actually type in hashtag Bitcoin, the little B should pop in there. Now, I don't know why is that not already an emoji? Why yeah. is Unicode not actually utilize this? Like it, it, at, my, at, at this point right now, it would make sense that Bitcoin should, Ethereum probably should have its own emoji, right? Maybe maybe Litecoin should have an emoji, a couple other ones potentially, but Bitcoin should certainly have its own emoji. And I love how they had it set up. It's the B, it's, it's tilted a little bit to the right. And if you tap in hashtag Bitcoin, boom, it pops up in there. I love that. I think that's beautiful. And again, another sign that adoption is ha- happening. And, you know, you know, we, we've had some points of contention with Jack Dorsey over the last couple of years, but you know what? He loves Bitcoin. He loves that decentralized, you know, cryptocurrency and he, he runs a company called square, which is all about uh, money and sharing it and paying and buying and sending. And so, and he loves crypto and that's a very good sign, I think.
0: Well, if any of the social platforms are going to be the first to integrate tips or of some kind with Bitcoin from the giants, it's going to be, Twitter because of jack dorsey you know we were just talking about patents he was recently awarded a patent for a technology that's supposed to crack a present barrier in crypto merchant transactions by providing a real-time system which exchanges crypto for fiat currency so come on jack let's uh let's bitcoin the crap out of twitter already and allow each other to send um satoshis via tweets
1: that's true great stuff
0: what else is in the news? Anything else? Uh, yeah, one more story. We, you know, referenced Tesla earlier on in in this story here on Cointelegraph. Telegraph says that when you look at the Tesla chart, it actually looks a lot like Bitcoin's chart as it approached its all time high of twenty thousand in December. 2017 i mean they're overlaid on the graphic here you guys need to go check this out again go to the show notes badcode.in forward slash 366 and look for this story and you'll see the chart it's remarkable how much the tesla and bitcoin bull runs are similar
1: mm, well you still got to determine you got is is tesla going to pull back pretty substantially we shall see now we really should have had the bad Tesla podcast back in June or maybe late May because it looks like it hit about $150 or so in May. And now we saw today it's over $800. Like, that is an amazing performing stock. That Stocks don't normally do that. That's just impressive.
0: I, I see Jim Cramer going, sell, 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 sell. Uh, finally, one more story from one of our sponsors. Uh, you've heard us talk about Upland, Upland.me, the location-based property trading game paired with a decentralized economy. So now you can buy the Upix tokens using Bitcoin. It's a it's a new way to do it because per- currently it was just uh, or previously it was just buying with fiat currency, and so now they've got a crypto on ramp, and I'm sure the crypto. Uh, or via off-ramps will happen. And guess what, gang? Now the sign-up bonus to get started with Upland has just doubled. If you go through our link on your mobile device, okay, not in the app, not on desktop. You have to go in your mobile device, either iPhone or Android, to badco.in forward slash Upland. And if you'll go through that link, instead of getting 3,000 EPEX when you sign up and sign in, you'll get 6,000 EPEX. That is just a special offer for citizens of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. In case you're listening, guess what? That's you. You have an honorary citizenship, whether you know it or not upland.me is the official site badco.in forward slash upland is where you want to go to get the double bonus
1: yep and do that as you mentioned on the on your mobile device go to that and that will help that out cool deal great stuff mr joe calm that was fun a lot of great news a lot of interesting news a lot of things that are moving forward in the crypto space always fun to see that always fun to chat uh, with you about these things
0: absolutely and those of you listening please do go subscribe review and share the bad crypto podcast with a friend a family member an associate an enemy it's a great way to make friends of your enemies like you got something you know going on with somebody you're arguing you're all like i don't like you i don't like you say you know what you be the one to extend the olive branch of bad crypto and they'll be like oh you know what i i like you now Mm, that's so friendly yeah, it's so nice. And we'll catch you next time. By the way, episode 367 is going to be featuring a guest we've had before who was so awesome that we had to have him back. And I'll just go ahead and tease you now. I think that there's going to be an NFT collectible announced in that episode. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna not going to want to miss it coming up this Saturday. Until then, stay bad. Who's bang?